Welcome into the final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. We are at the uh, the Lux Golf Base, beautiful facility here in uh, in Franklin, Wisconsin. And I was looking forward to this all week long. I mean, I love the uh, the cigar dinners and such. Don't get me wrong, but uh, this to open this new facility today as uh, they're not even officially fully open tomorrow is the grand opening here at Lux Bays. And uh, to get here early this morning, get a few swings in, was fantastic. Uh, just, it, it, I just, this is such a cool place, and this area continues continues to expand. So uh, thanks to Mike Zimmerman and company, not only for having us here today, but also for hosting the first stop, uh, the escorted, the police-escorted stop on our motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. The Rock Complex means the return on community. ROC, by the way, and they do a lot community-based down here. So thanks to them for having us. Thanks to them for being a part of the program, and thanks to them certainly for uh, supporting our veterans, military members, and their families, and we, we can't appreciate it uh, enough. In, in the meantime, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, Joe Barry. We're going to hear from Brian Gudikins coming up in a little bit. Also what Randall Cobb had to say in answering the question about is tough love warranted and appreciated uh, by the young receiving corps when Aaron Rodgers decides to speak up. We'll get into that discussion as well. But uh, we have not heard a lot from the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, and uh, he's uh, at the podium. I want to dip in and take a listen to what Joe Barry has to say. Let's do that now. At, at Wisconsin and works for the football team. So Rod went to Madison and saw the Badgers practice on Monday, and then he's been here the last two days with us. So it's been great having him around. Was he as impressed by the way you, got, you guys got after the Saints as uh, the rest of us watching? Yeah, you know, the, the big thing we're looking for right now, guys, is just, you know, I, I think – the thing I've been really most pleased with, uh, not only the last two days, but all of camp, you know, we've um, we've talked about playing with, with great effort all the time. Not not a sometimes thing, but an all the time thing. And, you know, our, our 16th and 17th practice against the Saints, uh, guys, guys, they played hard and they played fast and they played physical. And that that's the thing that I'm looking for right now. And they, they, they did that, so it was good to see. Joe Matt has talked a lot about how the edge rusher spots, specifically three through five, are wide open. What have you seen from some of those guys the last couple of days specifically? It looked like Anagberry and Kobe Jones were sure. pretty active. You know, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I think it's it's the thing that you love about training camp, um, hopefully, is competition. And, you know, of course, we got two great ones in, in Preston and Rashawn. Um, but after that, it's it's competitive. You know, we, we got – and you could, you could say that with every room on the defense. You can say that with every room on our, on our team. Um, but, but training camp in the preseason is about competition. And, you know, because you start with 90 and you end up with 53. So um, it, it's, it's – and every single day has been competitive. And um, it's – you know, we, we still got another week and a half left. And it's going to go right down to the wire. But it's, it's been – it's been great competition at, at, I know, on our side of the ball, in every single room, um, it's, it's going to go down to, you know, the final discussion that we have. But, that, but that's, that's what training camp should be. That, that's what you want. And uh, we definitely got it. Hey, Joe, how has uh, Rasul acclimated himself to that slot position? Today? You know, I, I think you guys have all gotten to know uh, Rasul. Um, he's just, he has such a great feel. You know, he's, he's such an instinctual and aware football player. Um, you know, I, I think you could put 
Sewell anywhere in the back end, and he'd just just find a way. Um, obviously, the, the the nickel corner position is is unique. It's different. It's different playing inside than outside. But uh, he's done a phenomenal job, and you know we still are. You know we'll 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 put Ja in there. Um, you know Savage was getting a lot of work um, in there before. You know he got the hamstring on family night, so. Um, I, I think the, the more people that you can have play multiple roles, um, you know, I think it's important. But Rasul's done a great job. You know, Keyshawn Nixon's playing in there. Um, obviously, Sherm plays in there. Uh, Thump Gaines, who is one of our safeties, um, you know, he got his hamstring on family night also. He was doing some really good things playing the nickel also. So it's just, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun this type of year to get a lot of guys um, showing what they can do, and um, you know, but Rasul has been great. Back to uh, the outside linebackers and, and, and Agbury. What have you seen the last week out of him? I mean, at least to my eye, the first couple weeks of camp, he didn't do a whole lot. I would say the second against the Niners, and he's spent half of the past two days in the Saints' backfield. Yeah. Well, you know, I think as a rookie coming in, you know, I, I think you can make that that statement with every single rookie on again both sides of the ball. These rookies come in here. And it's literally like they're learning a new language. I mean, it, it's it's like going to a different country and learning a new language. Um, so I think all of our guys, their heads were swimming, you know, especially you know in OTAs. But then to get you know reacquainted with everything when we take six weeks off, then we come back to camp. Um, so I think a lot of those guys, some guys, you know, it happens a little bit quicker. Um, to get their their kind of their feet underneath them and and um, you know for it to click, and uh, I think a number of guys um, you know it's we're we're in the fourth week of training camp right now, so it's starting to click, which is great. Coming into camp, it seemed like the starting line at pretty much every position was pretty settled. Returning a lot of guys, a lot of familiarity with you, and then kind of developing depth behind sure. that. How much does that kind of strike you to balance, you know, coaching those guys to come together at the top, but, but building that depth? Does that require two different approaches, or how, how do you balance that? Well, I've, I've, I've told you guys before, you know, we, we kind of take the approach that, you know, we're going to coach everyone exactly the same. And um, it's going to be detailed, it's going to be hard, it's going to be demanding. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a starter, uh, you know, an established starter, or if you're a guy that's looking to, you know, crack the starting lineup or you're a guy that's a backup or a guy that's, you know, maybe going to be a practice squad player for us. Uh, we're going to take that approach uh, the way we're going to handle everyone exactly the same. And um, of course, you can only have 11 guys out on the field. And in training camp, if you're if you're on the field, if you're in the huddle, you're a starter and play like it. We're going to coach you like it. So because uh, I've told you, once we get in the season, we have 11 starters, and we have 11 starters in waiting. We don't have backups. So uh, I think when you take that approach, you know, if guys really buy into it, they can, they can maximize who they are. Uh, and, you know, so far we're doing that right now, so it's been great. Hey, Joe, um, Isaiah McDuffie had a really quiet rookie season. Um, seems to be showing up a lot more um, this year. Is there anything beyond just the traditional year one to year two thing with him that, that you're seeing in terms of uh, in terms of how he's gotten to this point? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's again, it's it's every guy's different. You know, some guys come in as rookies, and it, it doesn't matter, you know, draft 
status or, or where they were drafted. You know, some guys just come in um, and and handle things a little faster. Some guys it takes a little bit more time. Uh, and I think it's it's that's it's a it's a great lesson that I know I know I learned as a young coach that a lot of times when a when an individual comes in and struggles, a lot of times you're like, oh God, he can't, you know. And then it it takes some guys a little bit longer. And um, I think Isaiah, you can make that case with with a number of guys, but um, they come in in year two, you know, they're hearing the same thing again. They're going through that installation again. They're hearing, um, you know, the same defense a second time and a second year. Went through, you know, we had a we had a full off season this year, and I think that's something that is that is really not talked about enough. You know, the last couple of years, um, you know, without everything that was going on, we didn't have off seasons. You know, we had kind of a, a partial off season last year. Um, so I mean, you when you really look at second and third year guys this year. This is the first true offseason that they've had. And the offseason is vital to a player's development, and um, both from a skill development, but then the understanding of a, of a package, the understanding of a philosophy, the understanding of a defense. So um, it's great to see you know, the, the work with all of our assistant coaches that they've done with these guys, because we, we had a, a full offseason. I think you're seeing like a guy like that, you know, he's having some success, um, you know, because he had, you know, nine OTA days under his belt. You know, he had a full 10-week offseason in addition to this being his second training camp. So it's exciting to see. Uh, where can uh, Jaron Reed help you the most this year? And a healthy Jaron Reed. And, you know, do you consider him a classic three-technique type guy who can – you know, help you have passing and on rundowns, or yeah. where do you think he helps you the most? Well, the, the, the thing with, with Jay Reed is that, you know, he, he's played a lot of football, and he's played a lot of football at a high level. You know, he had a, a number of, I don't know if he had a Pro Bowl season in Seattle, but I know he had a he had a 10-sack year, which for interior guys to get double-digit sacks, that's pretty impressive. Um, and then, you know, went and played good football in Kansas City as well. So um, I, I think... He's, he brings a lot to the table just as not only a veteran, but a veteran that's played at a high level. And, you know, we're going to move him all over the, you know, we're going to put him everywhere. You know, I think he's, he's a guy that if he was in a true 4-3 system, uh, I think he could be a, you know, a, a stereotypical three technique. But he can play up and down the line. You know, he can play, you know, over a center. He can play over a guard. He can play over a tackle. Um, you know, we call it, you know, one technique, three technique, five technique. Um, he's, he's talented enough. He can do all those things. And then just what he brings us, you know, in the run game, obviously, playing those different techniques on first and second down, he brings us another great aspect on third down where he can, you know, affect the passer and rush the, rush the quarterback. So um, really glad that he's uh, here, obviously. He's, he's going he's gonna to help us a lot. Now that you've seen Quay in a football setting a lot more than the last time we talked to you, how does having him and, and grouping him with Devondre open up possibilities for you with creativity with, uh, with your it's, defense? It's great. You know, he's just again. You know, I'll, I'll give you the same. You know, same. He's a young player. You know, every day is a new day. But you can see, you know, the the more we get into this, the the lights you know starts to come on and. You know, even though he's he's an incredibly talented kid, he has unbelievable physical you know gifts. 
um, he's still a guy that, you know, I'll use the same analogy. You know, he's, he's learning a new language right now, you know. Um, but incredibly talented. Him and, uh, you know, I've bragged on our veteran players a lot with you guys. And I think it's, it's so great for, you know, for a guy like D. Wyatt to come in and be around a Kenny Clark. Um, it's, it's so great for, you know, Tariq to come in and have Savage and, you know, smash. It's incredible for a guy like Quay to be able to sit in a meeting every day with Devondre Campbell. You know, that, that veteran leadership that we, not only are those guys great players, they're great guys and they have just such a wealth of knowledge that they're, they're willing to share and help and, you know, bring along. And I think, uh, Dre's been been great for the just the daily development of Quay. It's been awesome. There you go. That is Joe Barry, defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, talking a lot about uh, his guys and uh, how they're going to look, some of the places. He, and, again, uh, a lot of the conversation revolving around with Sewell Douglas and what he's going to add depth-wise to that defense as well. Really, I don't want to say turning heads because he turned heads last year, but, uh, you know, as far as – solidifying himself uh it seems like he's done fantastic as far as the respect factor goes for rasul douglas you liked when they brought him in didn't you ben oh yeah i loved it and i mean part of that was my biased sense of seeing him win a super bowl in philly but i it seemed like no risk and then i've seen him play really good football in the past and it clearly came to fruition do you think he ups his numbers of interceptions from last year to this year? No, I think they drop, if anything. And he might have a more productive season in terms of the scheme of the defense, right. but it's so hard to repeat those interception numbers because they're based off so many different things. And I like to connect a lot of it back to college, but like the Iowa Hawkeyes are a great defense at forcing turnovers and intercepting the ball. But a lot of that also is you kind of run into some luck you have maybe poor quarterback play that leads to it. So it's really hard to replicate that year to year. Um, I, they're, they're looking at I, – I don't know how to do this. Um, I talked about that earlier with Rasul Douglas. I think he's really solid. He's going to get a, a, a lot of playing time. He's going to be a nickel guy. Um, when it comes to interceptions, I want to see him do and replicate close to what he did last year. And that's when I go, oh, okay, yeah, that's the real deal. That's, yeah, he's he's earned every penny of that. Because he'd been a little sporadic to that point. He's played well at times, but now he's going to get a full dose of playing time, and I want to see how he does. Not that I don't believe in him, it's just that yet uh, I want to, and I'm sitting back right now with my arms folded saying, show it to me again and make me a believer. That's kind of how I approach Rasul Douglas. So, uh, When we come back, Brian Gutekinst, uh, the general manager of your Green Bay Packers. You're going to hear that conversation. A lot of guys talking today, and you need to take a listen to what all it is they have to say. Also, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was asked, is it good? Is it a good, a well-received message if Aaron Rodgers kind of chews some ass? We're going to get his reaction. He didn't hold back. We're going to get his reaction to that when we come back. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live down here at the Lux Golf Bays. We're in Franklin, Wisconsin. We are brought to you by our good friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoley's Old 109. If you're going to get out and about this weekend, good fish fry at Stoley's Hog Alley on a Friday. Man, the fish fry is fantastic there. 
Uh, not to mention just good hospitality, but they're still in the process of remodeling, and it's going to be done hopefully here in maybe a month, less than a month. But that being said, they, uh, they're they still really good people, and you want to go and support the smaller local businesses, and he's been there a long time. And because of your support, they're able to renovate, remodel, and expand, and that's exactly what they're doing. Whether it's Stoley's Hog Alley in Summit in Oconomowoc or Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown, either place. Both great places to go to. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Look, it's Bill Michael's show. You know, one of the fascinating things, uh, we're sitting here at the Lux uh, Golf Base and uh, down here in Franklin, Wisconsin, and they have a soft opening right now, but starting tomorrow, the grand opening hits, and they're going to have fireworks and everything down here. It's going to be a spectacular display. I don't know why I'm fascinated by it. As a kid, Ben, now, did you ever, I would assume you maybe did. I don't know. Do you ever remember going to the vet? Or was, was the vet torn down before you became capable of understanding where you were at? I have gone multiple times. I cannot say I remember it. Okay. The, uh, I remember as a kid when the Reds would play in Cincinnati, I lived for rain delays. I loved it. I loved a rain delay because I'd run up top. I'd sit under the big you know canopy that uh, leaned out way over the uh, upper deck stands. I'd watch it rain. I loved it because I couldn't wait for it to stop raining so I could watch the Zambonis come out and suck the water out of the AstroTurf and then go squirt it over the outfield fence. Okay, I've always been fascinated by it. I love in-between hockey periods when the Zambonis come out and they they do the ice. I don't know why. I've always had that that, – and I – I'm, I'm weird this way. Anybody that knows me really well knows if you ever come to my house, I am really anal about vacuum lines. Ben, do you vacuum your apartment very often or you have hardwood floors? Uh, both. I do vacuum and I also do have floors. I cannot okay. say I'm very anal about okay. the lines. Oh, I'm anal about the lines. Everything has to be symmetrical, one after the other. You leave the pattern, the whole thing. I, I, I just, I've always found it fascinating. Okay, I don't know why, but I have. And so I'm sitting here today, and if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, you know what I'm talking about because it's way off into the distance right now. But here uh, at, at the, the Lux Golf Base, uh, all the golf balls are dotting. Uh, it's really kind of tough to see, I think, um, on the, the Bud Light live stream, but the golf balls are dotting the black and the green and everything out there and because you can see where all the golf balls are. But I am fascinated when that little – tractor comes out with that golf ball scoop on the front and because this is all turf it's field turf it's not real grass uh it's all turf out in front of us uh it scoops the balls up and in doing so it also leaves like vacuum tracks where the the front end of this tractor scoops up the golf balls it leaves like vacuum tracks and i i this is like the third time it's come out today i am overwhelmingly fascinated by this thing 
scooping up the balls and making it look like somebody went out there and vacuumed the uh, the fairway. That is, the, do you see it? There it is, crossing the uh, crossing the Bud Light live stream. It's it's got this long scoop out in front of it that catches the golf balls, rolls them up, and then flings them into this basket. And uh, like a zamboni, it goes over the uh, the areas that it has not gotten yet. And as it does, it scoops up the balls and it kind of fluffs the carpeting. It fluffs the turf. I'm fascinated by it. Stupid thing. It's like I'm a I'm a dog looking out the window right now fascinated by watching the garbage men go by but in doing so i'm sitting here fascinated by the little golf ball scoop thing i don't know weird stuff excites me <laughs> so anyway uh that being said this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at j and l tire service who probably don't want to pay for this portion of the program at this point but lyle and his staff lyle d- donated a, not only uh, some time and some money but his trailer and a lot of different stuff uh, to help us out for the uh, the Fisher House golf outing coming up. And he's just he's tremendous. I've said for a long time, they're great people. They're great philanthropists in the community. Uh, they're just off of 94 in the Johnson Creek exit, also up in Watertown as well. That's jandltire.com. And whether it's a, you know, a little minivan and you want to get an oil change or you're driving around in a big rig and you need some work done, they can help you out and they handle it all. Huge facility out there just north of 94 in Johnson Creek. Stop in and tell them we said hi. So Randall Cobb was asked, hey, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he had the meeting. He was a little outspoken about the wide receiving core, about some of the young guys, the mistakes that are being made. Is it good and is it well-received when, for lack of a better term, Rodgers kind of gets in? It it doesn't matter if uh, they appreciate it or not. This is the way that we do things here. So it's either you get with it or you get out the room and we'll find somebody else that's going to get on board at what we're trying to accomplish. So Randall Cobb not holding back. I thought when that question was answered or was asked, I thought he would say, well, you know, he's just trying to give him tutelage and he's trying to get you. No, it's like you either get on the page or get out. Get on the page or get out. Here's what uh, Randall Cobb had to say as to whether or not, you know, the the statement of Aaron Rodgers and and talking about the wide receiving core and talking about what's going on. And, you know, I don't want to say necessarily building frustration, but, you know, with what kind of what he's going through right now on Rodgers' statement uh, as to whether or not it will actually change things when it comes to guys working a little. What do you mean? There's only one goal. There's only one goal, and that's that's to bring a championship back here. And we're going to need those guys. They're, they're going to be uh, uh, they're going to play a huge role in what we're trying to accomplish this season. And we have to make sure that they're up to speed. And um, you know, I think at this point, the, the comments that he made yesterday was just about the urgency. There has to be an urgency in uh, what you're doing and 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 getting up to speed uh, to get to where we're trying to go. Um, I, I mean, I like that. And he's right. You know, th- there's a sense of urgency. Usually when it comes to rookies and it comes to young wide receivers and it comes to offensive players, eh, you know what? You get with the program, you'll get in eventually. Because we've got such a depth and a dearth of talent, it, it doesn't matter. But now, no, there's a sense of urgency. Why? Because we all know the light at the end of the tunnel is becoming brighter. And because you lose Devontae Adams, now Randall Cobb's still very solid, but I've said it you know, before, I'll say it again. I mean, Randall Cobb is an injury waiting to happen. And whether it's two weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, you know at some point it is. 
You know, Alan Lazard's good. He's not great. He could, could he be a number one? Eh, as a Chris Brown runner, I'm sure he could. But I don't know if uh, people in the league are looking at him going, oh, you know, i got to have this guy on my team as a number one. I, you know, otherwise there would have been a deal at some point done for Alan Lazard's talents. You know, it's just there's there's a lot of question marks, and I understand that. But Randall Cobb is 100% correct. There's a sense of urgency this season because you don't know what next season holds, so you have to go for it now. So I, I completely get where he's coming from, without a doubt. Uh, by the way, the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the, uh, the Dodgers uh, today in the finale, in the four-game finale. Down there at American Family Field, Brewers up with an Andrew McCutcheon home run, one to nothing right now. That's in the bottom of the first as we speak. Brewers got a runner on and a two out in the bottom of the – up. Oh, I take that back. It just went to a break. So they are now up one to nothing after one inning of play. When we come back, Brian Gudekins, the general manager for your, or for your Green Bay Packers, you're going to hear his discussion about the talent and the direction the team is going at this point as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends – Marcus, Nicole, and the entire staff of the Wrestling Taco. They are in West Allis, Wisconsin, just a couple of blocks south on 84th Street of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Stop in and get some of the walking tacos. Maybe you even catch the game uh, later on this afternoon. You go in, you sit in the theater seating, get a couple of tacos, maybe a good margarita, sit down, watch some, uh, watch some sports. Maybe tomorrow night, that Packers game, if you're looking for something to eat and to do during the game, good stuff. That's our friends at the Wrestling Taco in West Dallas. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, tonight, the only night I'm not traveling, I got some work to do when I get home. Yard work and stuff like that. I got to take care of them. We're watching the Brewers game as well. And uh, tonight, it is going to be uh, patio time. Nice night tonight. And uh, checking out uh, the bottle of Moscato that I have left from Forgotten Fire Winery. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. If you're in Peshtigo, stop by the winery. Stop by the winery and say hi to Chris and Melissa and everybody there. And uh, and also, don't forget uh, that uh, if you ask for the Bill Michaels deal, they have some special offers there for you that you can grab. So it's worth your while if you're in the area to stop in and just say, Bill Michaels sent me. And they'll go, oh, okay, here you go. And uh, there's some specials up there, so don't forget about that. But look for Forgotten Fire Winery, based right here in Wisconsin, Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Forgotten Fire Winery, and uh, ask for it by name. Go into your local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. And uh, if not, just go online. Forgotten, F-O-R-G-O-T-T-E-N, ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. There you go. Um, I'll say this. Ben, I was talking to you, kind of going back and forth with you during the break. I'm mesmerized by this little tractor that's picking up the balls. And I know you said that you'd have to pick out some of your clubs and start going after this thing. I don't know. I don't think you can hear it in the background, but every now and then you'll hear this pow. And that's what they're all doing. And there's not a ton of people up here, uh, but probably out of the, I don't know, 30 bays they have up here, maybe 10 or full. And they're all aiming at this person. There's some dude driving it around, you know, in the cage. But they're all aiming at this guy, man. 
And every now and then you'll hear this pow, and it scares the hell out of you. But it's because I hit the windshield. This poor guy. Oh, it's like a. That's the one job. Did you ever? Go ahead. It's like a mascot in a dunk tank. It's like you're at a, you're at a fair. Yes. You're not going to do anything except for try to get this person, this poor person, making like four dollars an hour wet, and that's the same deal. Right. It reminds me years ago, Family Guy, when Chris. Uh, Peter Griffin's son uh, was a, a ball getter at a, at a driving range, and they strapped two mattresses to him, tied him around him. <laughs> All the people were aiming at the short, fat kid. And uh, the, the amount of money the guy started making at the golf range went way up because they hired Chris in two mattresses strapped to him in the front and the back and a catcher's mask to run out there and start getting getting the stray golf balls uh, that's hilarious oh but that's what a exactly show. what's going on down here it's really really cool yeah it's oh it's great and you can hear people oh i almost got him oh my god i almost got him and then you know in the meantime they're checking out their swing rates and their sw- swing speeds and all that kind of stuff but it's oh somebody just hit him over there i don't know if you heard it somebody just hit him <laughs> doink <laughs> uh and what they did they don't even think they did, took a took a swing i just they think they threw the ball over the edge because he was coming in after finally vacuuming the carpet out there Oh, my goodness. It's awesome. Uh, Brian Gutekind, general manager for your Green Bay Packers. He took to the podium uh, just a few ago. So, uh, out of all the people we've listened to, this is one of the interesting ones as he's made a couple of moves. Here is uh, Brian Gutekind, Packers general manager. I mean, this is my 25th training camp. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Would you rather have some dog days? No. Me, individually? No. For For the team? For the players. yeah, I mean, sometimes that you know just stresses them a little bit in a good way. But um, um, to me, um, you know, when you get overheated like that, sometimes injuries become you know into play. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad where we're that we've had what we've had. How'd you work it out with the weather gods? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I do that, I'd be wouldn't be here. You know, yeah. Obviously, he he knows our system a little bit, and then he was in Denver, and so like um, obviously going into these last two preseason games, we needed some numbers, and so we were um, having a guy like him available to us who actually knows um, a lot of what we're doing is was uh, was nice. So. At cornerback, what do you think of the depth you have there? Obviously, your, your front three are as good as it gets, but with Shamara and Sedra, what do you what do you think you might have there? Yeah, I think those guys have done a nice job so far. Um, I think um, this between the San Francisco game and then these two practices and then um, tomorrow night's game, I think it's a it's a pretty good window of, of evaluation and competition. So they've done a nice job. Um, certainly, Sherm has grown a lot, uh, which is nice to see. Got a couple of new guys in there that I think are feeling their way around here. But um, yeah, I like them. They're they're all a little shorter than what I'm used to, but uh, but I like their aggressiveness and the way they play. Yeah, you know, last year you had a revolving door guys at that position coming in basically every week. You tried someone new. But you've stuck with this group, basically. Is, is that a sign that you like what you might have there? I do like I do like what I what we have there. I think uh, not only on defense, but I think they all provide some you know uh, an impact on special teams. So um, again, you guys know we're always going to be kind of churning it a little bit. Um, but I like what they've done so far, and I think it can help us. Trying to go like fifty five or he just mm-hmm. jumped out last few days of practice. At what point do you feel for if he can do that right away as a, you know in real games? Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, you know, he's had a, a bunch of nice days here over the past week. Uh, I think you got to keep stacking those good days. And I think as these guys learn to be professionals and play at our level, um, it's all about the consistency, you know, um, not just doing it one day, but being able to do it every day. Um, I think once you start to see that, and we've seen that in the past few days, which is really nice, 
Um, but once you see that um, game to game, practice to practice, and I think you start having um, you, you more um, faith in that they could do that on Sundays every every week. But he's done a nice job. I think he's got a, a bright future. We're excited about him. Along those consistency lines, when you look at Romeo's camp, he probably leads your offense in splash plays and drops. Uh, it's pretty rare for a rookie receiver to come in and contribute right away. How, how far or close is he to being able to do that? Yeah, I think obviously, for a young player, he's had an outstanding first training camp, uh, which is really good to see. I think last time I talked, you know, I think as you go through training camp, and you, you know, as many as I've been through, you see you know, guys will start out, and then as you get to a certain point, the, the um, physical toll, the mental toll, um, kind of comes into play a little bit, and they usually have a little. There's little dips, and um, so I think a lot of our players, um, not not just the young guys, but even some of the veterans, have had some of that as the training camp has gone on. Um, but again, we're always looking for that consistency, right? And I think that's um, you can make too much of the evaluation process in training camp because a lot of times this is just working to that point, you know. Um, but certainly Romeo has shown enough um, in this brief time here that we think he can help us. Speaking of evaluation with the Saints being in here, mm -hmm. I know a few years ago there was maybe one critic of uh, joint practices, <laughs> but did you guys tweak last year and this year how you did them to make them more productive? Like, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with uh, Chuck Pagano's brother being on Houston staff, maybe you guys weren't able to get as much done offensively in his quarterback's opinion. Did you feel like you got as much as you can out of joint practices these two days? I thought it was two really good days of work. You know, I think it probably goes really a lot to the, not only the two um, uh, teams, but their, their coaching staffs as well, just because I think uh, being prepared and organized as you head into these things, I think is really important and knowing what you want to get out of it. And then being able to adjust kind of in practice and how things are going and, and what, what you need to get out of it. So, um, you know, I thought the atmosphere was great. I mean, having the amount of fans we had out there, I think is, is really helpful for, for both teams. Um, and then I just think the controlled environment against, um, you know, an, another opponent um, is really, really good for our players. So um, I think we got a lot out of it. Um, and it'll be good to, good to see these guys kind of let it loose on Friday. But I think uh, these two days, I, I, I would, we'd love to have more of these if we had the time, you know, because I just think it's, it's really good work. Um, and certainly from an evaluator's perspective, having another group of 90 players out there is always um, not only just evaluating their guys, but just kind of stacking them up and see where, how, you, how you're, you stack up against them, I think is, is, a, is a nice couple of days for us. Uh, Colby Jones, you signed him up for that rookie camp. I guess what did you see during those two days and how have you seen him progress to a guy who was taking first team reps in that two minute drill the other day? Yeah, he's done a nice job. Um, you know, again, I think uh, he's taking, making the most of his opportunities, and that's that's good to see. Um, you know, I think he plays with a pretty good edge to him. And um, again, these guys are learning, and so there's going to be days where the learning part gets him, and then there's other days where it kind of clicks for him. And then he's had a couple of nice days here over the past week. There was a camp in 07 where I was kind of surprised that Robert Ferguson was released, and Ted I think came out and said, you know, we're going to let this guy. Be are there times that you do that in the middle of a camp rather than keep a veteran around another couple of weeks move on or do it you maybe need the time to do an injury settlement are those kinds of considerations take part yeah there's i think it's case by case you know i think certainly if you have a veteran player that you come to a point where you don't think he's going to be you know part of you moving forward i think the right thing to do is if, if they if you think they're going to have an opportunity somewhere else is to give them that opportunity um, most of the time, you, you know, with injuries and all the different things that come into play when you when you're picking a roster, I think you 
you usually don't have that luxury, but if you do, I think it's the right thing to do. There you go. That's a Packers general manager, Brian Gutekinds, and some of the things he had to say about his team and about the joint practices, some of the players they have picked up, and some of the roster moves that they have made. Uh, once again, we are broadcasting live down here at uh, the Lux Bay, uh, Lux Golf Base, which uh, are beautiful. It's fantastic, and you've been looking at it, and obviously you're looking down the row now, and you can see a lot of the people that are here and kind of the setup here up on the third floor. And in the meantime, you've got uh, the actual bay that uh, is the – the driving range sitting out in front of us you've been paying attention to and watching the uh, the cart go back and forth and vacuum the carpet and pick up all the golf balls. It's been really fun to sit here all day and kind of watch all of this take place. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow is the actual grand opening, and that is going to take place uh, all day tomorrow, but tomorrow night they have got uh, an event here where starting about 7 o'clock. They're going to have fireworks tomorrow night. They're going to have food tomorrow night. They're going to have beverages tomorrow night. Packers game is going to be on. So don't forget to come out here to the uh, Lux Golf Base and enjoy yourself here in Franklin, Wisconsin at the Rock Complex. Let's do this. Let's step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll also hear from Mike Clemens when we come back before we wrap things up here at the uh, Bill Michael Show here in Franklin, Wisconsin. Be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are making more roster moves before tomorrow night's preseason game here at Lambeau Field against the Saints. Green Bay has re-signed receiver Travis Fulgham, who was in their training camp for a brief time in 2020, then went on to lead the Eagles in yards receiving that season. They've waived Malik Taylor, who's been hampered by a shoulder injury. Taylor beat out Jake Kummerow for a roster spot back in 2019. The Saints got back their top receiver, Michael Thomas, after spending the past year recovering from ankle surgery. Um, the program that the teams had me on with Coach Da and the training staff that they've had me on, it's really allowed me to like start slowly transitioning and getting back to my old self and getting the flow for the game. And being out here in these joint practices allows me to compete against another guy, work on some technique, and just get back to the real thing. Aaron Rodgers was critical of the Packers' young receivers on Tuesday. Randall Cobb on what the quarterback was referring to. It's about taking what you learn in the meetings and applying it in an individual to the team periods and seeing that natural progression. And once we get into the preseason game, doing the same thing we talked about and seeing it, because the film doesn't lie. When you watch the film, you see it. It's either you did it or you didn't do it. And there, there's nothing else you can say. Matt LaFleur on what needs to be addressed on the Packers offense. There's going to be growing pains, particularly with younger players. And the thing is, and, and I appreciate this about Aaron, it's just the urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. I mean, you can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for it. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Final segment of the program before we get out of here. Got to say thanks to our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Don't let the term Milwaukee fool you. Because they do it in a lot of different areas, not just Milwaukee. But uh, if, you, if you've got the bed bugs, you don't want to be If you don't have them, you want to be preventative. Say you own 
uh, a residential or a townhome. Say you own a multi-unit apartment building, a condo, a dorm room. Say you're in hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycares. You don't want the creepy crawlies floating around, especially that's your business. So uh, get a hold of our friends Michael and the gang over at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Call them. 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. They can help you out again. 414-877-5811. Um, what, ben, what happened? So Dodgers-Brewers going on right now, and this just crossed. I, I right. felt like we, we need to make a mention. A video surfaced from the broadcast yesterday of one of the TV guys, uh, not the play-by-play, but one of their uh, Dodger local uh, TV guys going down the Bernie Brewer slide in left field at American Family Field. Uh, And he crashes into the padded wall at the bottom, uh, carrying probably a little bit too much speed and like doubled over in pain. And I thought he was joking. He is now, you know, back at work, obviously, today with a massive cast on his right arm. He broke his wrist trying to do the Bernie Brewer oh slide. Oh, my goodness. First of all, that's atrocious. Uh, you feel bad that he broke his wrist, okay. Second of all, that's atrocious. Uh, you, you, you go down a slide as a kid. You understand what a slide's all about. Holy mackerel, he broke his wrist. Then that explains the uh, – did you see the Bernie Brewer post from the Brewers? Yeah. Sign of the day? It's Bernie Brewer squatting at the crash site, which, by the way, they have since taped it off like the body crashed up against the wall. And it says, zero days since our last accident. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Why why would they post something like that? And now that explains it. That explains it. I get why. That's that's funny stuff. They <laughs> he so, ended up. I shouldn't laugh. He I don't, broke his wrist I don't know if I have more respect for what Bernie Brewer does or if I this thing in left field, the slide, clearly a big part of Brewer's games, I, I if it should come under review for safety violations. Uh, one, I don't think it will, but uh, I did it. Uh, I did the slide like it was opening weekend, the very first weekend uh, that uh, it was been Miller Park. Miller Park opened. Uh, a lot of us in the meeting. Hang out. And I'll tell you this, if you got vertigo or anything, you're afraid of heights, that's not a place to be. And I'm a little afraid of heights, but when you when you get there, you're way up. I mean you're you're high up. Be able to look over that railing and see what's going on. So um real quick before we get out of here, and I know we got a, a few technical things going on, so it's probably a good time. We're just about ready to end the program. However, uh, you got the Brewers right now, uh, top of the third, one to nothing. Corbin Burns on the hill and uh, holding uh, the Dodgers to only a couple of hits so far. The Brewers have one hit, but it's an Andrew McCutcheon solo shot. Speaking of home runs, 690. The Cardinals walloping the Rockies right now. Bottom of the fifth, it is 12 to nothing. Albert Pujols is one for one. And he hit in his first at bat, number 690, he hit a grand salami. So uh, you know the Brewers need this one because you don't want to fall four games back. Nah, baby, nah. Got to get this one because the Cardinals, uh, they are beating the hell out of the Rockies. 12 to nothing. 12 to nothing. It's only in the bottom of the fifth. There you have it. Hey, thanks to the staff and management here on site. 
at uh, at the Lux uh, Golf Base. Uh, oh my goodness, what a beautiful facility! If you're the Bill Michael Show podcast, listen, rate, subscribe. <laughs>